0: SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vositembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to episode four of the VT Podcast. I'm so excited. Over the past three weeks, we've seen what I think has just been unbelievable. Love, appreciation and support from a lot of you on the podcast. I've got comments from China, Kuala Lumpur, and all over the world of people saying, we love the content, we love the storytelling, and we love the format. I have a big playbook in terms of what I'd like to do with this podcast going forward, but we'll continue to roll out that playbook for you just so you enjoy. This week, I want to talk a little bit about the psychological contract. What is a psychological contract? How does it work? Where does it have implications in our lives and how do we show up in a world that's governed by the psychological contract? First, in the construction of a contract, there is a flow that we follow. It would have a preamble. It would give a sense of what it is we're agreeing to. Then it gets into the obligations. In the obligations, it talks about what you're obligated to do and what you benefit for that and what the counterparty is obligated to do and what their accrued benefit would be. So at a high level, that's just generally how contracts are structured. So what is this thing called a psychological contract? All relationships have a give and a take. That's the way relationships work. Whether it's your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your pet, your relationship with your God, your relationship with your church, your relationship with your community, with your parents, with your boss, All relationships have an implicit give and take. The other way to think about it, as I often say to my own team, is a give and get. In other words, we embark on relationships because of the things we're going to give. And we give those things because what we're going to get or what we take often is either equal to or greater than what we put in. That's the way good relationships self-sustain. And if you think about it, if you've ever been in what it felt like, a one-sided relationship, that's typically the case because that which you gave was far higher than what you were getting out of that relationship. Your give was higher than your get. So in managing a psychological contract, one of the things you want to understand is the person with whom I'm engaging in this contract with, what are they giving and what are they expecting to get from me? So why is it called a psychological contract? It's called a psychological contract because generally in the law of contracts, the things that are built into the psychological contract are not stipulated in what would be the formal contract. So think about it. When you and your partner, say for instance, are dating, and after dating you get affianced, and once you've been affianced, you then get married, it's not typical that you would find a marriage contract stipulating Thou shalt not cheat. You're not going to find that term, but there is an inbuilt assumption, the expectation, the psychological contract that the minute we are in an exclusive relationship, by definition, we're not going to include people who are not in the relationship construct. In other words, we're not going to go looking for romantic relationships outside of what we have agreed to. So, it might not be stipulated, but it's a big part of the psychological contract. I see a lot of this in my work where leaders are leading a team of people. And what they fail to understand is the difference between the contract that they have with the people they lead and the psychological contract that those people have with them. This became really, really clear to see over the COVID period around how leaders managed people. So, for instance, You're managing a group of people, you're going through a difficult time, and you decide as a leadership team, you need to reduce headcount. In South Africa, we'd go through a section 189. You issue the pink slips and you let people know where the redundancies are going to be and how many people are affected. That's the legal process of doing the work. But the psychological contract infers that even before you make the decision about how many people to let go, you would consult with your people about the state and status of your business. Now, recognize in your contract of employment with your employees, it's not stipulated that you have to do that. But people have an expectation that that's how good leaders lead. You could argue then that a big part of what we've seen as protests over the TV, with several people working in many state-owned enterprises saying, we don't want to be retrenched, is not because there's been a breach of an employment contract. It might not even be because there's been a breach of the process of law. It generally is because there is a breach of the psychological contract. So this idea of a psychological contract is an incredibly powerful idea. You know, when you are an entrepreneur or a business owner and you sell a product into a market, the minute you make a commitment about what that product delivers in market, you make a psychological contract with your customer. I'm going to be the cheapest, the best, with the greatest quality of service. Even though you might not stipulate that in your invoice, the client has a psychological contract, what in law they would call a legitimate expectation that you are going to deliver those things. So now that you've understood this concept of a psychological contract, here is some work and exercise to do for the week. First, map out, as I do, Relationships that matter. And there are three kinds of relationships in your life. They are the relationships that are helping you manage the present. There are the relationships that are helping you create the future. And they are the relationships that keep you grounded and remembering the past. And what you're always wanting to do in your life is to maintain a balance, right? If you live too far in the future, the present is going to lose focus. If you live too much in the present, you don't prepare yourself for that future. So for instance, there are some people with whom I spend time trying to manage the complexity and chaos of this moment. And let me tell you, 2020 has been many things. And if I were to title it, I'd call it the year of complexity and chaos. So even I've had to deal with complexity and chaos. A lot of my time has gone to managing those relationships that help me manage the present, and in the present, deal with today. Then... In less measure, or in less quantum, rather, I've also had to spend time with relationships that are helping me build a future. A lot of time and investment from myself has gone into those relationships that are taking me, my person, my career, and my businesses into the future, right? But of course, there is a point in your life where you always have to remember who you are and where you come from. And this year, it's been very difficult to do, but just spend a little bit of time with people who remind you of the past. Most people get the balance wrong, right? we either too heavily weighted on the one or too heavily weighted on the other. The reason it's important to first map out these relationships is once you have mapped out these relationships, then what you need to do is to map out what it is that forms the psychological contract you have with the people in each of those relationships. So for instance, With the people for whom I share a past, who remind me always of where I come from, the psychological contract is nothing more than a dial in, a tap in, just keep in touch and remember us as your star shines and as you continue to succeed in the world. It doesn't have to be frequent. It just has to be meaningful when it does happen. With the people helping me manage the present is when we need to reach you, when we need to see you, when we need to have discussion with you, you have to be available because we're managing the complexity and chaos of this moment and with the people with whom i'm building the future that psychological contract is about make sure that you put your best self into creating the best strategy and coming up with the best vision for what the future looks like so time is a continuum moments flow one into the other like waves at the ocean this moment flows into the next and the next into the one after that. Managing those relationships and understanding that they don't stand alone, but they fall, the fullness of who you are, is a big part of how you maintain and sustain those psychological contracts. So yeah, that's the podcast for the week. Remember your homework. I wish you well. And go out there and have great psychological contracts. Cheers we hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast to partner with us visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za